This is your host, Amy Orsno, and welcome to the Transmit Safety Podcast, a podcast that will help you achieve a holistic approach to workplace health and safety with practical solutions introducing new or alternative ways of approach to put that value of safety into action. So fill up that workplace-approved beverage of your choice and tune in to today's episode. In this episode of Transmit Safety, I want to talk about why the word in the hallway or the word at the water cooler, why people at your organization are saying your health and safety communications suck. Without an effective communication strategy, you're wasting your time. Here's the thing. We use the plan, do, check, act model in so many facets of our health and safety management system, but we sometimes forget to include it into the communications of the overall program. Let's walk through this. Let's spend this episode going through how we could maybe improve your communication about health and safety within your workplace. Know your vision. What is the goal of that communication? What is the goal of sending out that email, of having that topic in that safety meeting? Have you really thought about what you want them to know or what you want people to do with that information? And more importantly, Depending on what your goal is for that communication, does it link back up into the larger goals that you have for your department, the larger goals or strategies that the organization has? Listening back to episode number 15, Smarter Goals, part of the success of reaching your goals, the primary goal that you have within your organization or even in your health and safety department, will be how effective you are at communicating the who, when, where, why, what, and how. Every time you're making content, ask yourself, does this connect to the vision? You may surprise yourself and edit something out or maybe decide to edit in some more content, different topics, different ideas. But remember, that email, the meeting, The safety bulletin, those text messages, they're not for you. They're for your audience. Who is going to be getting that message? Are you writing content for yourself? Are you sitting back creating a witty, hilarious toolbox talk that just misses the mark (laughs) when it comes to the actual delivery? Are your emails going unread? We always want to think about our audience. And in this case, it's the workers, the supervisors, the managers, the senior managers. Different people within your company will get different types of communication. So you always want to think about who is that audience. I recently dropped into the comment section on a post that I saw in LinkedIn The safety person was getting some feedback from the employees that essentially summed up the feedback was enough about psychological health and safety. We get it. Enough. Tell us something different. Now, I'm (laughs) overdramatizing the LinkedIn post, but essentially the feedback 
from the employees was, you know what, we've heard about this enough, move along. A lot of the comments in the post were very supportive for that health and safety person, you know, saying the workers must feel safe from a psychological standpoint to give that feedback, that the psychological content must have been working for them in order for them to provide and say, you know what, we think we think we got this. We think that we're fairly uh, confident with this information. But I kind of took a different approach. I considered it from the operational standpoint. If you are getting feedback that we want more of this information or we have had enough of this information, my question and my approach was more from an operational standpoint. I dropped in the suggestion to create a schedule of content and using a topic pillars, those topic banks. That way you're getting what you need to communicate based on your health and safety policy, based on your audit requirements, based on what your client contract requirements say you need to communicate. You're hitting those key things that you need to talk about, including the interesting topics that the workers want to hear from you. But you're doing it in a more intentional way to make sure that you're never putting too much sugar or too much cream into your coffee and you're watering down the message. You want to make sure that when you're creating a plan, it's what you need to get done, but also including what they want to hear and how they want to hear it. That's why in this episode, I want to address how to create an actionable health and safety communication strategy using those content pillars and a schedule. This way, you will know the what, when, where, how, and why for all of your communication strategies. Step number one, create the foundation. Making the time to think about what you're going to provide for topics when it comes to health and safety is essential. You might sit down every Monday, once a week, once a month, maybe quarterly, whatever makes sense to you, but you're sitting down and you're asking yourself, What content will be impactful during, insert your scheduled block of time here, for this week, for this month, for this year? What content will be impactful during, insert your block here? This links back to knowing your audience, knowing what's important to them, the goals that they're trying to achieve, what's motivating them, where their interests lie. How do you do that? How do you decide on what content is going to be impactful? Well, you do a little bit of sleuthing. You're paying attention every time you're sitting in a meeting, you're walking in the hallway, you're on the shop floor, and you hear somebody say, Oh, that's interesting, or I would like to learn more about that, or Oh, I really enjoyed that conversation. Whatever it is, you're kind of paying attention to what is getting people excited. What is getting them interested? Write that down. So when you finally go back to create your content pillars, your foundation for that block of time, it's going to be more relatable for your audience members. This can free up so much of your time. You're never having to panic on the 11th hour trying to put your weekly safety meeting together or you're trying to think about, oh, what should the theme for the safety bulletin board be this month? You've done the work, you've deposited into your content bank, and it is sitting there waiting for you 
to make a withdrawal. Step number two, confirm your channels. When you decide to communicate to your internal audience about health and safety, how do you do that? For the most part, we see those toolbox talks, tailgate meetings, those pre-morning meetings are very common. But what I want you to do is sit down, write down all of the different ways that you have for communication, one way and two way, available to you within your organization. Go ahead. I'll wait. Okay. Maybe you're going to need a little bit more time than that. But the purpose of it is to sit down and really brainstorm all of the different ways that you have for communications. Because it's more than just emails. It's more than just a meeting, a post, or a text message. So sit down, brainstorm the different ways that you have available to you. Now that you've done that, I want you to realize a pretty important social media marketing concept. You have to give your audience the message more than once and more than in one way. So one email, five emails, uh -uh, that's not going to work. You need to send an email and a text and a poster and a meeting and a one-on-one conversation. So the social media concept, you need to give that message, that content, that topic to your audience more than once and in more than just one way. And these are what we call touch points. For example, when we talk about touch points, an interaction with you in the field, on the job, in a meeting, having that one-on-one communication is an example of a touch point. Are you on brand, on message with that same email or poster or training or slide deck that you've provided? The goal of the touch point is to have your workers on a continuous journey, a continuous path with that information that eventually leads them to the air quote, buy-in. We as health and safety practitioners and professionals need to think about how to use marketing and sales tactics to leverage behavioral changes. That's where the air quote buy-in factor comes into place. And I think many of you or many of us, many people that I talk to within the health and safety world are struggling with, how do we influence people? How do we get buy-in? How do you get somebody to buy safety when they don't see a need for it? Taking it back a step, we need to realize that communication is never once and done. Once you have all of the list of the ways that you can communicate within your organization, the next step is to spread your content across the various channels. Repurposing your initial message repurposing the topic into various different types of content, into various types of touch points will be very beneficial. It is going to be less repetitive, less boring. And if you spread it out using a schedule to track when you're going to bring it up, how you're going to bring it up, to whom you're going to bring it up, it can be really rewarding to see that the message is going to make a difference. Having the spreadsheet or the schedule is also really great. 
visual for you to see when was the last time I talked about fall protection? When was the last time I talked about lanyards? When was the last time I talked about anchor point strengths? You can have a very general topic or you can break topics down so that they are smaller bites. An example, your emergency response plan itself is a really good topic, but you could break it down even further. Emergency response plan for staters, emergency response plan for state equipment, emergency response plan alarms, emergency response plan muster point location, emergency response plan how to do the muster point drill, emergency response plan, and the list goes on and on. Having that content bank and the schedule and knowing what's good for a meeting, what's good for a poster, what's good for a one-on-one conversation, what's good for a sticker series. There's so many ideas. But I think that that links into the step number four, always be tracking. A key requirement in social media marketing is to track your analytics, the performance of the posts. What worked, what didn't work? What did your audience member click on? watch all the way through? What did your audience member click to the website and all the way and buy? You're tracking that performance from a social media marketing standpoint and adjusting what worked, what didn't work. And the communication plan is always evolving based on those analytic feedbacks. And sure, you're not posting on social media. You're not posting to your workers on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. but you are providing content in different ways on your internal SharePoint, on your bulletin board, in your health and safety meetings, through emails, through your radio all calls. So many, again, different channels that you might have available to you. I think even Outlook these days has the option for you to go into the back and see your open rates, see your email open rates, see your file open rates, your attachments that you've provided you might have more analytics available to you. Maybe if you go ahead and knock on your IT door and see what is available or see what options you have to turn on. At minimum, you can really just see how the feedback is being received. You're not getting the enough about fall protection or enough about psychological safety feedback. You might have to be aware of just, are they doing what you hoped that they would do? Are they talking about the things you hoped that they were going to be talking about based on your initial vision? One of the ways that you can track the success of your communication plan, again, is measuring back to your initial goal. Are they doing what you wanted them to do? Do they know what you wanted them to know? And if not, as Ross Geller says, pivot, pivot, pivot. I recently came across a client journey map for a software company. And I immediately made the connection and the leap in my mind from a client journey map to an employee journey map. The key and the question that kind of came out of that was what are the key moments in an employee's journey in relation to insert your topic here, fall protection, emergency response, mentorship, whatever it is, whatever your health and safety topic is, what is their actual journey in relation to that topic? What are the factors that you think 
and they might provide back to you in terms of a positive experience or a negative experience? What decisions or actions will they need to take once they have this information? What touch points are going to be the most impactful based on where they are within that journey, within that topic? Regardless of how you decide to track this, you want to keep in mind that this shouldn't be more work of safety. It's really at its essence about making the workplace safe. The last pot that I kind of want to brew on this topic is to be aware of your biases. Your biases play a larger role than maybe you are originally thinking. What are you expecting? What do you think is important? How do you want to be communicated? I was in a mentorship call earlier today and they were saying something along the lines of, oh, the manager just doesn't care. And I challenged the person on the call. I said, is that a factually correct statement or is that simply your perception of that person? And there was a long pause when I challenged the person with that. And that's really what I want to suggest for you is allow for a space to reflect on your bias. That space that you open up can open up even larger opportunities for you to put those strategy pieces together. If you want to get the message across, you have to understand what is important to your audience. Understand your communication channels. Understand how to build your content to touch the workers. No, not that touch. Get your mind out of the gutter. Have those key touch points for the workers, supervisors, managers, senior managers. Understand the value of how this will impact them, not you based on the content that you're providing. Understand it will take more than once, twice, or thrice to get your message properly received, to get that buy-in. And finally, understand how to get meaningful feedback that you can measure in order to adapt your plan. I've just sipped the last drop from my workplace-approved beverage of choice. So that means you've reached the end of the episode. The show notes, more podcast episodes, and additional resources are available on transmitsafety.com. Thanks for listening to Transmit Safety. Connect with you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please feel free to share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're currently listening to. 